Hello and welcome to the first episode of our second season. Bennett, can you believe that we made it to um, season two? Um, well, I can believe it because we made it through we uh, made it. season one. So we did. So we're very excited. We got a we special are. guest who will be coming up later in the season as well. So yes. it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a great season. I can't wait. Thank you guys so much for um, listening, by the way, through um, season one. And then we appreciate all the great feedback that we've received as well. So um, on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing my top five ice cream getter, or some may call them weekend cars. And then Bennett, I believe you'll be discussing the same thing, just from a different era. Yes, I will be talking about um, three uh, ice cream getters, all from the 1960s. And then uh, as my closing statement, I will be talking about two very interesting supercars um or new modern uh performance cars that will be offered at two different auctions okay and then for my closing i'll be talking again about the ford bronco um it will be coming out in a few days though so that is very exciting so first off i'm going to start with the fiat 124 spider as my first choice on the list and it starts at twenty six thousand eight hundred and eighty five thousand which some may say, you know, you could get a Mustang for that. And yes, you can get a Mustang for that. But this vehicle offers a lot more bang for your buck because the Classico, which is the base model, starts at, as I said, 26000 And then the Lusso, which is a little bit faster, a little more comfortable, much more of a luxury model, um, goes up to 29640 um, And then the Abart is only $30,000, so only $1,000 more. And I would recommend the Abart if you are considering getting a vehicle from this um line here so it will have the all the 124 spiders will come with a turbocharged four-cylinder making 160 horsepower in the classica and the luso models and then the 164 horsepower abart engine um will be fitted in the abart model um it's is definitely an interesting vehicle it has a black rear deck lid, which I found kind of interesting. Um, and it kind of gives back to the heritage of the 1960s and 70s models. Um, and it was wildly successful then, not as successful now, but you can still see them on the road. And they're very interesting vehicles. Um, as I said, I would recommend the Abart line model. And it will have. Um, great, and it, it competes with a lot of um, vehicles that are already on the road. So it is on the same platform as the Miata, um, and it will compete with the Toyota 86. So that's interesting as well. Um, now let's move on to number two on my list. And I never said I was going to throw the Mustang out. We had to put a Mustang on here somewhere, right? And I chose probably one of the most interesting things to come out of Mustang in the past few years. Um, they did it for the 2020 model, and it is the must the um, 2020 Mustang EcoBoost, but it actually has something called the um, Hypo package, which offers a high performance special um, handling and just a whole slew of options, which we'll go to in a minute. But um, Ben, before I get in, do you have any questions about it? Because I know we were talking about this a little before the show. Um. Yes, I do actually have a question. Um, I refer to – is that the cor- correct way of pronouncing? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to criticize you. I, 
I was just actually wondering. so so Bennett, you just you just cut out actually on my end. I apologize. What what were you? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was saying that uh, for me, I call that line the abarth. So is that the correct way of pronunciation, or, or are you just? It's the sure? abarth actually. Okay. Um, and I actually used to call it the abarth as well, and then I was promptly corrected when I um started talking to a couple people in the four or not in the four, but in the um automotive um kind of uh collecting history area so it, i could be incorrect and they could have just been wrong when they told me but yep. i believe it is the abart so we'll okay. get more information on that send us a message if you believe differently but now um i think it's time for us to jump in and start talking about this mustang because it's very interesting and um i've heard some rumors some stories about this because this is a 2.3 liter um all-wheel drive Focus RS engine actually in this Mustang. And a lot of outfitting had to be done, obviously, to the vehicle because you can't just drop a Focus engine in here. But um, it will swap the basic EcoBoost um, engine for this detuned version of the 2.3 liter um, unit that powers the all-wheel drive Focus RS. So that's interesting. And I heard um, a story, actually, from one of the Ford engineers when I was researching this vehicle that said they had um, a group of their guys and they were out at one of the training um, testing facilities and they had an old RS laying around. It was one of their long-term test vehicles. And the guy said, what would it be like if we took the engine out of that and put it in here? So a couple long hours, a couple long nights trying to get it to fit, obviously, because much smaller engine and they ended up making it and they loved it. And it had a lot of things that had to be done, but we hope that Ford keeps this because this is an interesting vehicle and we have a little bit of pricing information here for you. Um, the high performance package costs forty nine ninety five, which mm-hmm. um, makes for an entry point er, of 32,000 for a manual equipped coupe. The convertible um, costs 38,260 and the optional Not 10 bad. speed automatic. The 10 speed automatic adds $1,595 and I actually, I think this is a small debate we could have here back and forth because I would keep it a manual if I were buying this. And I, I, I feel like you'd, and honestly, it's an incentive not to spend $1,595 to get a yeah. manual. And over half the Mustangs sold, um, I heard this figure, so don't quote me on this, um, again, from another engineer, but were manuals a couple of years ago. So that's interesting. And I I'm, I'm actually, happy yeah, that. I like I'm, I'm happy with that as well. Um, so the performance package that Ford does is about $3,200 more expensive than the Camaro V6 1LE, um, and nearly $5,800 pricier than the 1LE Chevy, which it's based on two liter turbo four engine. So, you know what? I'd rather have a Mustang. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'd rather have a Mustang. Um, and that's why we didn't put this on our list, the Camaro, um, Again, very interesting. You can get Recaros. I would get Recaros. Um, your girlfriend might like that. Your girlfriend might, um, might not like that, or your wife. Um, but they those are the seats, are not, correct? Yes, the Recaro seats. They're not comfortable. Okay. They don't make for a comfortable ride at all. But I just think it adds to the car in a I, whole I, lot of I ways. I guess I've been I've been saying it wrong. I call them Ricardo seats. They're Recaro seats. Okay. Okay. I, I don't, apparently I don't know any terms, so this is good. I'm, I'm no, it's improving okay. my vocabulary. Okay. Um, 
So now let's get to one of the most highly anticipated cars of the year coming out of BMW, which is the Z4. And they fully redesigned the Z4, and I love it. Um, I had the opportunity to sit in one. Still super tight, super small, but it offers performance. And I do believe they're coming out with an MZ4 model. Um, and I believe it might actually already be out. But the we know I don't have pricing here for it. But the Z4 S Drive um, 30i starts at fifty thousand dollars, so a little bit heftier price than the older model. But looking at this car in person, you'll fall in love with it. And it comes in Bennett. I want you to look at this actually, um, a bright blue, um, okay. which used would would have already before been called a Storo blue, but BMW is not making a Storo blue anymore. Not very happy about that. But, um, so I'm not quite sure the exact color name, but then they have the okay, Z4 S drive, which this Ooh. is the M line here, the Z4 S drive M40, which people do say, and I'm going to just, um, talk about this rumor a little bit, but not going to get too far into it, that the Supra and the Z4 share a lot of lines. And that is most likely true. I believe it's true. Um, and I'll get a little more information on that, but they. I think it's Misano Blue. Misano Blue. Okay. That's what I they're will... calling it. I'm pretty sure. That's what okay. I see. Misano Blue Metallic. Okay, that's very interesting, and I and I it's it's a great color. So check that out, guys. But it's there really is nice. a Z4 M40 model, which gets a 382 horsepower twin turbocharged inline six. And it's incredibly smooth, it's refined, and it turns the Z4 into a super fast sports car, says Car and Driver. Um, with a 0-60 to 60 time of um, just 3.8 seconds, that's quicker than the 350 horsepower Porsche Boxster S. So we were looking at the Boxster as well to compete with the Z4 in this lineup, and I... Um, ended up going with the Z4 over the Boxster because they really haven't had anything interesting come with that. So... Um, the base model will have a two liter four cylinder, um, with 255 horsepower. So still very respectable, but, um, not the fastest. So, um, yeah, 382 horsepower is a huge jump from 255. It has plenty of torque though. They love it and it will get you to 60 and 5.1 seconds. Okay. Mm, not bad. Um, yeah, it's and they um, car and driver. I was just I was looking at it earlier. This is an extra article that you guys can go and read. Um, has it compared to the Toyota Supra? And they did a full driving test. And I have only seen a couple of Supras out on the road. I don't know about you, Bennett, but um, I've only I saw, seen one. You only seen one? Okay, I've seen two or three. Um, but I I really like them. I think they're cool. I, I love them. I love them. And I that was actually an option for the list, but I ultimately decided to go with the BMW just because they share so closely um, a lot of their um, designs and body and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, what would you take, Bennett? I want your opinion. What would you take between the two? The Supra or the BMW Z4? Uh Um, I don't know. I think think just because of the coolness factor, I think I'd probably take the Supra. Yeah, but if I was going to go for an ice cream getter, I'd definitely go with the Z4 because you can get it in the Roadster. Yes. So, I very this is my favorite, probably my favorite, next to um, the Continental GT um, 
but this is probably my favorite car right now. Um, it's the 992 Porsche 911, and it's just it's it's a beautiful car. I have not seen anything on the road that I like even remotely as much as this. So I chose the um, 911 Carrera S model, um, and the 4S is obviously an option here as well. But it is rear engine, as you know. Um, it comes in rear or all-wheel drive, um, two plus two, um, two-door coupe. This is all basic stuff that you guys will obviously know. But it starts at one hundred fourteen thousand five fifty, and then it can go all the way up to one hundred twenty-one thousand. A steep price, but it's just it, the car is so worth it, honestly. And I know Bennett and I kind of were talking a little bit about this before, but um, it has a twin turbocharged. Um, 24 valve flat six aluminum block heads um, and direct fuel injection in the engine um, and then it has 443 horsepower and a 6500 um, rpm for the red line the torque 390 pound feet of torque with a 2300 rpm um, eight speed manual and then there's also a automatic with manual shifting mode opt um as an option as well so um let's go now and i'm gonna look at some photos of it and i'm gonna talk you through a little bit they redid a lot of things on this vehicle so they redid they obviously normal porsche it gets bigger um and every single year so they redid the rear deck lid um with the new lighting they added um, some sport enhancement features as well. And then this is also, um, it's people, you know, people were worried when they came out this because, you know, the last, the Porsche, last Porsche model um, did so well and was around since 2012. And then they up and changed it in 2020, which it needed a refresh. It did need a refresh. But um, Bennett, what do you think about this? Um, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Personally, I don't really pay attention to much of the new car market. So I, I yep. barely realized that there was, um, a new, uh, Porsche that came out and, uh, I did not know that they changed the taillight until you mentioned it to me. It just looked like the same car. I really like Porsches, uh -huh. so I don't have any problem yeah. with it, but I don't know. I, to me, it so just feels like the same car. So, um, I know that we get into this debate all the time, but it's Porsche. It's not Porsche. It's Porsche. I, I know. I, I, I think that's, that's honestly, and I, I'd like to get our viewers' opinions as well, but it's Porsche. And I, I, what, what do you think, Bennett, though? Because I know that you... I, 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 I go both ways. I mean, I know okay. you call uh, Audi, Audi, and I know Audi, I, yeah. I like to pronounce it Audi, and that's how I've heard it pronounced. I... That's how I know that the company pronounces it and stuff, so... I honestly um, have been starting to pronounce it Audi instead of Audi the past couple of weeks since we started, since we had that debate. Um, so, you know, we're both changing each other from yep. our original ways. So let's, um, do you have any questions more? I know that I already asked that, but do you have anything else you need to learn about this or? Nope. I think it's time to do our game, right? Well, no, I actually have, I have one more. I'd be Audi or, or the Audi, Audi. R8, and this will be very fast because it's out of a lot of people's price ranges. But again, I think this is one of the 
better looking um, vehicles for its price range, but it's $172,000. Come on, Audi, lower the price. This is too expensive. And it does have possibility, though, to hit 200 miles an hour. Um, They will start to hit the dealers this summer. So we're in the summer, so you'll start seeing them around. Um, And it's really, really interesting. It has 602 horsepower out of a 5.2-liter V10 engine. Um, 413 pound-feet of torque. It sends it to a seven-speed dual-clutch automatic transmission and all-wheel drive. Um, ooh, so there is um, one-year-only rear-wheel series, formerly the least um, costly entry into the R8 fold. Um, it is no longer um, offered, though. Every R8 can hit 200 miles per hour, starting with the Spider, followed by the Coupe at 201, the Performance Spider at 204, and the Performance Coupe at 205. That beca- um, that's because of, uh, Audi added 30 more points to the base V10. If a V10 could ever be called base for a total of 562 horsepower, um, torque is up to um, 398 um, up front, 398 to 406. So a lot of big changes out of Audi this year for this vehicle. And this is their flagship sport um, coupe. And I, I like it, but I, I 172, that's crazy. And I know, Bennett, we're going to be talking later on a little bit more about cars that are way over this price range, probably yes. looking at the Mecham auction. But it's just... It, it's expensive, and I don't. Just, it can get I don't into two hundreds. Yes, and it, I think it was it's supposed... way too much money. I mean, I like Audi R8s. It's just for me, I would uh, never spend one hundred and seventy thousand on one. I buy a two thousand eight one for like sixty thousand or seventy thousand. There is one reason, though, to spend that much money on this. Okay, you why is why? that? So this is actually basically a real rebadged Lamborghini, right? So, um. I, I don't know. I don't like Lamborghinis though. Though I don't, I don't really like Lamborghinis, so I wouldn't you know? buy a Lamborghini. Okay. See, I feel like if you're buying a Lamborghini, go with this. It might not look as cool, but they're more rare, and it's less. So I would recommend looking at one of these. I think it's time to play a game. Do you? Yep. All right. Okay. Um, which game would you like to do first? I think I want to go with the um, guess the price. Okay. Would you like to go first or do you want me to? I would like to go first, I think, because I have um, a – and this week we're changing it up, by the way. Um, I am doing a more uh, – a newer vehicle Bennett for Bennett. Bennett's going to give me an older vehicle. So this will be a challenge. Um and I'm excited. You're probably not going to know anything about the car I'm about to ask you because I okay. knew you didn't last time. So um, the 2021 Porsche 718 Cayman. And I will just do the base one to make it easier for you. Okay. All right. Uh, any specs or anything? I, I said I did the base one just to make it easier because there's the a bunch of different. On that or anything. Oh, you need the horsepower? Um, yeah, like what's the horsepower? What transmission? Okay, like that. a two-liter flat four, um, making 300 horsepower. That's not bad. And then um, I'm not going to go into the S model or the GTS or anything like that. Is it because... a six-speed or is it an automatic? It is... Or like a seven-speed? It, it's, so, it's an automatic. Okay, um, so it's like the PDK yeah. automatic? Most likely, 
Yes. Okay. I, um, I cannot find a transmission option here. Base, 300 hours, triple four. Uh, uh, is this like retail price or is this like yes, buy retail. it new from the... Oh, b- retail? Oh, buy it new. Buy it new. Retail. Oh, yeah, buy, buy it, it new, new from the dealership. Mm, 40000 Oh, you're way off. <laughs> 61250 Oh, that, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of money. for one of them. Honestly, these used to start at like 50s, 50, mid-50s. Oh, and so that's kind of crazy that it went up. It's not even a six-cylinder. It's a flat four. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's. I get it's It's 300 horsepower, but it's just, mm-mm. Not, not for 60000 I, nope. I can go get a Boxster for like... 10 grand with the same performance and it's like 15 years old and it it will still last the same amount of time probably um, true yeah I, okay. I like the boxster more than the cayman personally i think well they, the boxster is basically a cayman just convertible mm-hmm. yes yeah, so. okay. Okay. okay mine Ready? is in a completely different price range okay so okay. mine for you is a 1967 chevrolet corvette coupe um uh, for Corvettes, I don't know if you know this, but um, awards are very important for them. So this one uh, is Blue and Gold certified, which means it's one of the best in the world. Um, National Top Flight um, NCRS awards, GM of Canada paperwork, which is a really good thing. Matching numbers, uh, 427 engine with 435 horsepower. Um, it has the tri-power setup, which um, do you know what that is? No, I do not. You're have to okay, walk that is. Three two barrel carburetors. Um, so that it, it basically makes it have more horsepower. You want the tri power okay. over the just the four barrel. Okay. Um, original four speed manual transmission, original rear end. It's a factory side exhaust car. Um, it's one of the best in the world. Um, it is from the Dr. Eric Felix collection. Um, by the way, one of the cars, this is one of the cars we will be uh, talking about at Indy during the live stream too. Uh, 1967 Corvette Coupe. Would you like a uh, the estimate that they give you or just no estimate um what give well, me actually, i think i'll give it away i think that would give it away okay. so you just so i know that this is probably a 350 to 400 probably that's somewhere that's, in there I, that's that's a the estimate they gave me they gave me it was 400 to 425 and i think that's a fair estimate so i think okay. 350 to 4 is definitely a reasonable estimate i'd say okay it's probably going to reach around 410,000. That's my so, estimate. Okay. Okay. I, I was so pretty you were, close. Cause... You were really close. So good job there. Okay. Really, you're really Thank good. Thank you. I was going to say four to five. So we're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, was, so... I wasn't trying to criticize you. I, I was oh, no, no. I, I know. I understand. I understand. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. Okay. So my cars that I chose for ice cream getters are all affordable. I didn't do any six figure cars. Um, and I know I've been talking a lot about expensive cars in the past. So I wanted to give. Um, some people a chance who don't have six figures, um, they don't have thousands of dollars just lying around, and they just want to have a cheaper car to go out and have fun with their family in. Um, these are all muscle cars. I'd say if you want to go get a, uh, um, a summer driver or just a car, you can go get ice cream with your family. Um, and I'd go with a car from the 60s personally. Um, you don't need a lot of maintenance on them. You still do need maintenance, but it's not as high as a car from the 50s and earlier. Um, 70s are kind of gutless wonders, so they don't really have any uh, performance. And then, so I'd say muscle cars are probably the best cars um, to get for the money. Um, So the first car I want to talk about, um, I know you talked about a new Mustang, David, so I'm going to talk about an old one. Um, 
Thank Again, you. these are all um, cars that are um, offered at Mecham Indy. These are just um, examples of what you could get, not exactly what you should get, but just um, basic platforms. Um, so this is a 66 Mustang convertible. I personally think the 66 is probably the best um, buy for the money or a 67. Personally, I like the 66 body style um, more than the 67. Um, this one has a 289 Ford small block. Um, with a T10 four-speed manual transmission. Um, I personally would always want to have a four-speed over an automatic. 85,000 miles. Um, it is bid $8,000. I'd say it's probably a twenty-five dollars to $30,000 car. That would be my estimate. Um, all the cars I chose were convertibles, and I think that convertibles are probably the funnest car to own because you can put the top up when it's um, not very pretty outside, um, if you know what I mean, like rainy and dreary. Uh, but when it's nice and sunny outside and cool, you can take the top off and uh, go for a ride. Um, so I think Mustangs, great buys. They made a lot of them, so you can get parts for them very easily. They're, everybody can service them, um, so good cars. Next car I'm going to talk about is a car that I personally would really love to own, a 1966 Pontiac GTO convertible. Um, I love the GTOs from this body, uh, um, of this generation, this body style, the longer body style. Um, this one has the matching numbers 3D9 engine. It's giving me a rating of 365 horsepower, which I don't know if it's correct. I don't believe that's the correct rating, um, but 3D9s would be the standard engine. If you want to, if you get tri-power, that's the uh, better option. This one is an automatic, so that's not great. But um, again, these are just like the platforms that you should probably get. Um, rally wheels and redline tires, which I love. Um, power steering, power brakes. Um, which is a good thing if you're going cruising. Current bid on this one is $5,000. I'd give this one an estimate of thirty-seven dollars to $42,000. Um, so uh, more of an expensive car, but again, still somewhat affordable. And the last car is a car that I am a very big fan of and something that I definitely want to see when I go to Indy, a 1961 Ford Thunderbird convertible. And I know a lot of people hate on the square bird, but they did a lot better than the baby birds from 1955 to seven. Um, when they changed from 1957 to 1958 to the longer body style, David, I don't know if you uh, know, do you know that body style? You're familiar with that? Um, I am. I semi. Okay. Um, you want to talk a little more here? Yeah, so basically, um, in 1957, it was a much smaller car. We had huge fins on it. Um, it was kind of tiny. It was a two-seater. Um, then they converted to 1958, and they called it the Square Bird. That's what uh, most collectors refer to it as. Bigger okay. car. Um, it could fit four or five people, so more of a sedan than a sports nice. car. Um, this one's another convertible. I personally would want to get a, um early 60s one because it still looks like a 50s car, but more reliable. Um, this example is equipped with a 390 cubic inch big block producing 300 horsepower. Um, so not really a gutless wonder, but not a ton of performance. It is an automatic, which for a Thunderbird is very common. Uh, not many three speeds or four speeds were produced. Estimate on this car was 36 to 40. I'd say it's probably a 30 or to $34,000 car. I don't think it's a $40,000 car. Um, it is currently bid at $7,500. So getting some good love from the internet bidders. Um, and I yes. really, I really do like it. It's baby blue or starlight blue. That's the color blue top blue mm -hmm. interior. So it's a triple blue car, something we don't really see, um, very often. Yeah. Uh, it's a three zero zero rear axle. So that is something that is very good. Um, I don't know about on new cars, how the axles are the, um, the, um, 
oh geez, I lost the word, but yeah, the axles are the rating for them. The higher the number, oh, yeah. the worse um, it is on like for the highway. It's gonna be screaming. It's a it's a less cruising car. It's more for drag strips. So yes. if you want to have a three, if you get a three zero zero, that's a that's a good gear and um, for this car. So I'm really excited to see this one. I personally think this is a really good looking Thunderbird. Um, a square bird. I'm not a huge fan of the later square bird from like 1966, 67. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to Wait. shoot you a picture, David, of what it looks huh. like. So, um, so the square bird though, as this is a Ford vehicle, obviously, yep. right? Thunderbird. Yep. Okay. So the square bird was when, um, I, I actually, I just read a book about this. I'm reading right now. Go check it out. It's an awesome book. I think you can still find it online, but, um, it's written by, a guy named Lutz, and that's his last name. And he was the second savior for, um, uh, what's it called? For what's what's it? Um, for motor company. For Chrysler. 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 Oh my gosh, Chrysler. Sorry. Um, second savior for Chrysler in the late '90s, and he developed, um, along with Lee Iacocca and a lot of his team, um, at Chrysler, the um, the Dodge Viper. And uh-huh. which will widely be regarded as one of the best cars of our generation, but um, very interesting. It was one of the saving grace cars, but he um, talked about in his book um, how Ford listened to what the people wanted, and it turned out as a failure because the square bird is not well looked upon. Well, the funny right? that the, so, the thing about that, which is a ve- it's actually a very big misconception in 1957. They sold, I believe it was 40,000 Thunderbirds, but when they changed uh-huh. to the 58 model, they sold double that. They sold double the 57 production. So back in the day, these square words were extremely popular compared to the 1957s, except now in the collector, modern collector car market, the baby birds are a lot more popular, um, yes. which personally, I don't think I would ever buy a baby bird. I don't really want a two-seater car. If I was going to get a two-seater car, I'd go get a, um, a, a Chevy Corvette from, like, 1962. Um, so that's just me. I don't know how you feel about yeah, that. I, I understand that. I, I would definitely go with a Thunderbird, a baby bird, just because, you know, Ford, great brand. I love Ford, um, especially 60s, 70s, um, late 50s Ford. Um, and it, yeah, that, that would just be my choice. Okay. I just, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. I, if I had a family, I wouldn't want to be able to take my kids in it. So oh. that two seater versus like a four or five seater, yeah. that's, that's the I only that. reason I would go with the square bird. I don't really like the looks as that. much. It'd have to be an earlier square bird rather than the uh, later ones. Um, anyway, okay. uh, those are my three cars and I think it's time for another game. Is that correct, David? I do too. Are you ready for a game? Yes. And I think this one is the, would you rather this is the would you rather okay um can I, would you like to go first yes i would love to go first so um these are two more cars that will be um part of the live stream i'm trying to push it as much as much as i can i'm extremely excited about it i know david is too um yes i am so the two cars that i have for you one of them is from the welkowitz collection one of them is a car that okay. we've already talked about a lot so the first one is a 2014 Lamborghini Aventador LP720-4 Roadster, 50th anniversary edition, or a Learmosine concept car, the Limojet 42-foot Learjet that we have been talking about a little bit, I know, between me and you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so you get an Aventador this or is, a this plane is, this on is challenging. Wheels. 
this is really really challenging actually and i you know you can't drive a plane on wheels it's street you know legal. that that would sit in your collection it's street legal. I, well okay street legal and smart are two different very very different things okay um but i think that uh oh gosh how much what's the estimate for the jet thing Unfortunately, there is no estimate. It's call for estimate. That's the, the estimate. estimate they gave. I'd say it's oh. going to be two hundred or more. The Lamborghini has an estimate of four hundred to four hundred fifty thousand. So you know what's crazy about that, right? A private jet like that. What does it say? The year of the private jet? Um, now it does not say the year. Um, though it did take two years of research, um, to develop. I I believe it would. It's definitely modern. It probably is 2015, yeah. 2016-ish. Um, also, if you get the Learjet, you also get a 2017 Iron Bull 44-foot trailer and a 2015 Chevrolet 2500 pickup. So 2500, let's just break this down for our viewers right here. 2500 pickup from that era, probably 50,000, right? Yep. 40, 40, yep. 50,000, yeah, right? So we end up 50 grand. Let's just, I'm just going to grab a calculator here so we can add all this up. So we have fifty grand, right? Yep. Then that trailer, ten grand, oh, probably, no, no, right? Oh no, 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 no. I'd say another more, another forty or fifty thousand. David David's trailers are extremely popular. There's I, I there's know I know trailers I know are expensive, who but spent a quarter million on one. That's crazy. They're, so we got fifty thousand. Like little home on we. There are little garages on wheels for some of these cars. So. Oh, wait, I thought you just meant just like a plain flat no, metal this, trailer. It, it is a flatbed trailer, but it, it is like it's 44 foot long. So it's like an expensive one. It's a nicer one. It's 2017. So it's actually mm. two years newer than that Chevrolet. I'd say I'd say it's going to be at least twenty five thousand dollars minimum if you want the trailer. A new one, yeah. I'd say probably not a new one, but then, like one from 2017. Then jets can cost and you're, I don't know if you know this, but oh, a yeah. jet like Millions. that can cost anywhere from two to three million to even a hundred million. So you know, I'd say rough estimate probably close to four million because it is a smaller plane, right? So we uh, got four is, million is, right there. Okay, the thing I want to clarify is that it is not a yes. jet that you can take off, but it is a body of a jet with the um, jet engines on the side. It's powered actually by a 8.1 liter Chevrolet Vortec V8 with 400 horsepower. So it's a truck okay. engine on a, uh, a um, uh, plane, basically. So it's a plane. So they bought. For, it's a plane. They, they, they took a plane, a, like a Lear, Learjet plane, like from the factory. And then, they, and then they put two years of development to put a rear engine bay, drivetrain, suspension, electrical, computer systems, and built it for the show circuit. So the real money when you buy a plane is in the engine, okay? Because those engines can cost crazy amounts of money. So let's just say they they bought the engines along with the plane, right? Yep. Okay, so it, without the landing gear, which they probably didn't purchase it with, the interior they probably did on their own. So let's make it two million. Okay. So they spent two million on that. Fifty thousand for the trailer, fifty thousand for the truck. And then they had to do all the underbody work, which was probably another hundred grand, okay? Maybe two hundred. Um and then 
right there. That's four point three million dollars, and they're selling it for five hundred thousand. It's probably what they're going to get for it. So I don't think they did it this for. Is... I don't think. Okay, my perspective is on when you're building a custom car nowadays. There's no way you make you make money on it when you do a custom car yeah. and you put your heart and soul into that car. You're not going to sell it to make money. There is no way to do then that nowadays it? because it is so well because you've had it and it's time to let it go and you want to get something new. That's my perspective. That's why you get a custom car. But why would you lose all this money? Well, well, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You, because but... I mean, if you have three hundred thousand dollars or. Let's say we're doing the Learjet, and you have $2 million to put into a plane. Hell, I hope you have $2 million to lose if you're going to put $2 million into something. Oh gosh. I mean, you have to have some sort of brain. Like to, you ha- if anybody, even if you have the slightest brain, you know that you're going to lose money when they spend $2 million making a custom car. So I, I would keep it. I, if I were them, I'd keep it. But okay. What do you do so, with it? I mean, you can drive it on the street, but I mean, it's just... Yeah, I, it, I th- for me, I take think kids for rides. In it. Do you make a wish thing? Yeah, to... I know, but it's just I think after owning it for like about five years, if I had the money, I'd get rid of it, let somebody else enjoy it, and buy something new. Okay, that's just okay. my perspective. So, I would go with the Aventador. I think it's more practical. I can actually drive it, um, but the plane would be kind of fun for like road trips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think honestly, <laughs> like, I would go with the limo jet or the Learjet yeah. plane thing, limousine concept oh, thing, blah blah blah. That know. would be the best if you owned a limo company. That would be the best rental yeah. for a limo company, you know. Yeah. So I would buy it if I owned a limo company. But if not, I'd drive an Aventador just because you know. By oh, the wait, way, 20, by the way, it's from the Welkowitz collection, so it only has eighty-eight miles on it. Oh, well, that's another reason, too. And it's probably a special edition, one of, like, it's two. It's one of so. 43 for the U.S. market. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, sure. Okay, so, um, my turn, yep. right? Okay. I am going to do, you can either, and this is going to go back to, like, 2012, 2013, okay? Okay. You can either have a 2013 Mustang GT or... A 2013, same year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Let's do this. A 2015 Ford Focus R or 2017 Ford Focus RS. Okay, so a 2013 Mustang GT. Is Mustang it a, is it GT. a hard top or convertible? Convertible. Okay, I go with the Mustang. I love Focus RSs. Don't get me wrong. It's just convertible. It's got to be convertible. And there's no Focus RS convertible. Yeah. That I know of. <laughs> I, I That would be something for that guy to build. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they do Hellcat convertible conversions. They do weird conver- convertible conversions. So why not do a Focus RS convertible? Oh, I was, by the way, I was watching Barrett Jackson. I just want to mention this. Yep. I was watching a Barrett Jackson auction from Scottsdale in 2018. And... Um, uh, they had a 1965 or six Mustang that was originally a convertible and they made a fiberglass hardtop to put on it, to convert it into a fastback. So you could, you could make it from a fastback to a convertible. And I've never seen that. And I've never, again, I've yeah. seen, I was like baffled. Like, what is this? Why? Well, 
I thought it was the coolest so, thing ever, and I would I would love to see another one of those. It the only problem I had with it was that when you put the hard top on, you cannot open the trunk, which is kind of unfortunate. So have you um do you um like have you ever seen the Corvette convertible or Corvette um station wagons before? I'm sure you yeah. have. Okay, so. I always thought it would be so cool. And I know they Lincoln do it with Tesla. I know they've Mr. done Ken all that. Lincoln Felter has one. But I think it would be so interesting if they did um, a like a, a Mustang version. I know they, I'm sure they do. I'm sure some people have done it. But I would like, I'd like to see one. To I want to see a Corvette and a Mustang shooting break. Yeah. I would love to see one of those. It would just. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Yes. So, guys, if you're listening to this and you have enough money to go and build us a shooting brake Mustang. Um, or Corvette. That would be great. Or Corvette. You can send it to us. Um, just DM us if you have one or you can get us one. And if you have any connections, <laughs> anybody that you'd like us to talk to, um, reach out to us. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, um, so I think it's time for our wrap-up stories. Yeah. So uh, can I go first? Yes, go okay. first. So uh, I have two very interesting cars to talk about. The first one um, will be sold or not sell in one hour and 40 minutes. It's a 2018 Ford GT. Okay. Um, it is the first 2018 Ford GT being offered at a public auction. Um, it is being offered at Bear Jackson's online only July auction. Um, currently bid at $750,000. It's going to take a lot more than that, I think, to, to take it home. Uh, we all know 3.5 liters of EcoBoost power, I believe 600 and yeah, 647 horsepower, twin turbocharged. Um, this one has the six-speed automatic. I really love Ford GTs. Um, this one is black, which is not a great color, personally, I don't think, on a GT. But a GT is still a GT, and it's still really cool. So that's something I really mm-hmm. definitely wanted to talk about. Um, again, it will be selling in one hour and 39 minutes on the online auction, so... Um, go over over and bid if you want that one and the newest edition of Mecham Indy which is awesome is a 2020 C8 Corvette Coupe we have a C8 Corvette going to Indy I mean that's huge it's one of just wait pardon me sorry go 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 it's one of just 2,700 that were built before the pandemic 2LT equipment group 11 miles, so you're getting a brand new car, 6.2 liters of uh, V8 power with the optional performance exhaust producing 495 horsepower, 8-speed dual-clutch automatic, power, uh, paddle shifters. Um, it is listed as a main attraction. I can see why. This is the first um, 2020 Corvette Mecham has offered, the first one that is being offered not for charity. Um, we had, Bear Jackson had one, and they sold it for like $2.5 so... Uh, if you're Ken Legenfelter or Rick um, Henderson, uh, Hendrickson, you could buy it, but nobody else could. So um, this is your chance to get one if you didn't get one. So I think this is really awesome. I don't know if they're going to sell it per se because it was consigned today and it is being offered on July 18th. So only eight days from now. But this is a really cool addition. I'm very happy to see it. And this will be definitely a car that will be featured during our live stream. We also had two other supercars that were added um, to the lineup. 
um, for Mecham Indy. I believe they're both Saturday cars, I want to say. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Yes, they're both Saturday cars. One of them is a 2015 Mercedes-Benz SLS Final Edition, which is a car I've never seen. I didn't know they made a Final Edition. Um, that's an $18,000 option, actually. It's one of only 350 produced, naturally aspirated, uh, 6.2-liter V8 with 583 horsepower, 479 foot-pounds of torque, 7-speed, dual-clutch automatic with the paddle shifters. That's really cool. I'd say this car is probably going to go for a quarter million, maybe 200000 Um, but... Again, I'm not an expert on those. I've never seen an SLS uh-huh. Final Edition, so I don't know really exactly what it's going to go for. Um, and then I think another really cool addition, which I was really surprised to see, was that um, there is a new supercar that was added, a 2011 Ferrari 599 GTO, less than 2,000 miles on it. So it has been driven, which is something we both like to see compared yes. to the Welkowitz car with 175 miles on it. Six liters of V12 power, producing 661 horsepower, uh, F1 automatic. Um, really cool, really cool car. It's estimated at $650,000 to $700,000. So um, very hefty price on that. But still, now we have not one, but two 599 GTOs, which is, I don't think, something we've ever seen at an auction. Um, I may be wrong, but I've never, I don't think we've ever seen that at a Mecham auction, at least. So that is very cool. Uh, a C8 Corvette, a 599 GTO, and an SLS Mercedes all being offered um, on Saturday as new supercar consignments, or sports car consignments. Uh, any questions for me, David? I do not, but I am excited um, about the C8 Corvette that will be coming up. So I um, said that I was going to be talking about the 2021 Bronco, but you know what? You've heard so much from me about it. You know what it's going to be about. Um, and something very interesting just um, popped up actually here. So Ford, uh, our car and driver actually just released some renderings of what they believe the new Raptor will look like. And it has been rumored, this is a rumor, but it will have the new GT500's V8 engine. So I'm very excited mm. about that. And I know you are as well. Because if it does what? have a GT500, I know. It's going to be probably down power, down tuned a little bit. But, like, I gotta search that come up. on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, what? That's crazy. Check that out. It looks so good, too. After Do you see it? With, with the GT500. So, going from this, then, and I, I want to bring this up as well. So, tomorrow... I will be taking a road yeah, trip. Yeah, it's, and... it's David. You're right. It says a special yeah, version um, will be coming with the Mustang GT5 200s, supercharged 5.2 V8, upwards of 700 horsepower, and it's also going to have. Um, uh, there's also a 3.5 liter turbo wind turbo V6 with 450 horsepower, so you can get a V6 with 450 horsepower or the GT500 engine, which I think we both would go with the GT500 engine. I would go with the GT500 engine. <laughs> okay. Also, a new article just launched about, as I said, my favorite car. Um, I said, you know, the 911, 992 was, but then I said, you know, the Continental and then the Flying Spur. The Flying Spur is one of my favorite luxury sedans. It's beautiful and interesting. And um, an article was released today as well on Car and Driver. Go check it out. Um but it is one of the most luxurious sedans, and I love it, and I'm excited for it. Um, it is this should... the new one? This is the new one. 
Yes, this is mm, the new one. There's a 2006 that's offered at Indy on Thursday. Yeah, I know we were talking about that one, and you like that one. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, and I, I'd like you to look back just through these. I'm not not you, Bennett, but our viewers. Um, and they have a lot of the past models as well. Like one of my favorite things to do now is actually go back and look through the older articles that Car and Driver has um, put out. So they have here a 1994 Bentley Turbo R. Um, and back then, get this, guess what the price started at for the Turbo R? Uh, $38,000. $226,000 in 1994. 1994, that's crazy. Oh, I thought it was the 80s. Oh, no. <laughs> that's no, just, I that's think crazy. 24000 is insane, because now you can insane. go buy one for 38000 Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the new Flying Spur, and I gotta say, it looks to me a lot like a Lincoln Continental, I think. Oh, Lincoln's getting rid of the Continental. I know you've heard that. I know I saw but that. It's but crazy. I, I just, it, I think it's. I think this thing looks a lot more like the no. um, Continental. I'm, it, it, I'm looking at the picture from Car and Driver that's blue yeah, and it has those rims, and it, it really does look like a Continental. I know it's not the same car at all, but it's yeah. just. I gotta say, it looks a lot like the Continental. So I don't know. I'll probably have to see it in person because I don't really think I don't. I don't. I'm not a very big fan of how it looks. I don't really like those big rims on it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, the F8 Spider also came out recently. Very interesting. Go check that out as well. Um, I heard that you were going on a road trip. What is what is that about? Oh, so I wanted to get into that. I'm going on a road trip tomorrow taking my bikes we're going over and we're gonna go bike um and we're going towards lake michigan area i'm very excited about it but i want to get your guys opinion for our next episode because i'm going to be detailing my road trip a little bit and how it goes because um we are we made the decision to take a ford escape which um definitely i'm excited about so we'll be road testing the ford escape and we'll see how it can handle because this is what it's meant to do. It's meant to be able to take over and drive off road and actually have fun in like this. So hopefully it will stand up to it. It has 61,000 miles on it. So Ben, um, this is one of the road, one of the um, older cars that we're going to be road testing. So I'm excited about this. Um, and I think it'll be a great addition to our, um, our page here. Um, yes. So yes. Uh, Also, just want to make sure everybody knows there will be no podcast next week due to the fact that we'll be um, hosting a live stream on uh, Instagram. Uh, It will be July 18th, which is next Saturday, not this Saturday coming up, uh, not the 11th. It's the 18th. Um, It will be at 11 a.m., so a little bit early-ish, but not that early. Um, So we'll be covering a lot of different stuff. So there will be something for everybody. We will be going through extremely expensive cars, including the Ford GT Competition prototype, uh, the Ferrari 599 GTOs, um, Boss 429 Mustangs, Corvette L88s, anything you can really think of that's expensive will be there. And we'll be also taking a look at some affordable cars um, that are cheaper than six figures. So (laughs) I'm extremely excited. Um, for me, just going for fun with my dad and having a good time. But I'm also very excited to bring um, Meekum Indy to the people who are 
not able to go either if it's health reasons, they can't reach there, they're too far away, or just their parents are concerned. <laughs> that that is a stab at me i will say i that was a stab at me definitely I, I but you know i was it was planned for me to go as bennett said but um you know stuff happens so we got to get through this coronavirus definitely and we'll be doing the live stream um i'll be here at our at um the studio here and then bennett will be there so very it should be a great time david and i'm telling you it should I was watching the auction today while I went for a run, and mm-hmm. they they had a lot of like cars consigned. So that I mean they weren't yeah. really good sellers because they just consigned them like not even an hour before the auction. So nobody had time really to look them over or see them online. But ev- almost every single car that was on there for more than a week on Meekum Indy, uh, their website sold, which is a very good thing because if we take a look at um, like all the other cars that have been on there for months and months and months, and we're seeing huge bids on them. That that will give that's a pretty good sign that we're gonna yeah. see almost all the cars sell, which is something very fun and will make the um, auction action a lot more exciting for uh, people who are watching. So if you're interested, go to Meekum dot com. You can uh, go on uh, their website, watch the auction. You can go on their um, YouTube channel, watch it. Um, live and we will also be doing a live stream off of our account so I'm extremely excited do you have anything else to mention David so I also um, we, we both chose vehicles that we wanted to keep an eye out for at the auction so I just I'd like to make those public to everybody and I um, the Bentley Flying Spur that you were talking or the Bentley Continental actually that you were talking about from 06 which I know something crazy for me to want to look at at the auction but it was bid at one dollar yesterday so um that was the flying spur that's yes I oh believe. it's flying spur okay i so, believe um, I, well, I it's a continental flying spur it's a bentley continental flying yes, spur yes, because yes, they, they spun off the yes um so From i'd like to keep an eye on that yeah i'd like still to keep been at one dollar uh 552 horsepower automatic uh though it does not state the engine i do i okay. think these are really cool I don't know if it's going to sell because it was a late consignment. It is one of the last cars of Thursday, but I will, I will try my best to get some footage of that during the live okay. stream. It probably will be out in no man's land though, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be able to see that. And then Bennett, did you have one option that you were looking for? Um, my, well, I, I have a lot of cars that I'm keeping my eye on, but I think one of them that I, I don't know. I just, it's something about it is the, um, uh, 1969 Hemi Cornet RT. Now, okay. by the time we do the live stream, we will, um, know if it will sell or not, but that's just, that's just a car that to me really stands out. It's estimated at 85 to 95,000. And I really think if you can get it for 85 to 95, I think that's a steal. Um, there is a car that I'm very interested in seeing on Saturday, though, which is a car that we will probably might get to see actually um, while the uh, live stream. And that's the 1999 Shelby Series 1 prototype, um, which is a very interesting car, the regular ones. But just the fact that it's a prototype is extremely cool. Um, and my probably my favorite Saturday car that is not a catalog um, vehicle is a 53 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. Um, it's one of the nicest um, in the world. AACA winner. 
um, prestigious award. It's already been $38,000, which is, it's not a lot for one of these. It's probably a quarter million dollar car, but it's, it's very beautiful. And I'm extremely excited to see what that one sells for. I know that David has been looking at this 1957 Mercedes 190 SL Roadster. Yes. That's another car you were keeping your eye on. That is the uh-huh. car actually right before the Eldorado. So I'll, okay. I'll see if I can get, I, I'll see if I can time it perfect. So we go right into the auction room, get the Mercedes <laughs> and then the Eldorado back to back. So that okay. one, the Hopefully. Mercedes is bid at $20,000 right now. Just so you know. Okay. Too. Yes. Okay. So okay. yeah, thank thanks you. for watching yeah, everybody. Thank you all so much for, for listening. And, and, um, we will have this long-term test review for you hopefully this week at some point on the yes. Ford Escape. So have a great weekend. Um, stay safe. And, and we, we will see, see you for the live stream. stream. Yeah. Yes. Bye. All right.